Fam Fam. I am here. Uh, this is episode. I have no idea what episode number this is. Cause this is because it's been quite a while since uh, I've um, had a chance to do a podcast, especially since the move. So it took about you know a month off or so from these because things were just so crazy. And now getting back into it. So we are back uh, with another member spotlight episode. So. Since moving, we've obviously gotten a bunch of new members and new faces around the gym, especially from the Vestavia area, uh, which we expected to have happen, obviously, with moving and just to a new location and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm here today with George Lawton, who has been, uh, he was one of our Founders Club members who signed up right before uh, we opened. And so he's been with us now for about a month and just thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring in, you know, someone that maybe not everyone knows, especially if you don't come in the morning or anything like that, um, just to kind of get to know him and his business. He's got a really cool story and all that. So, George, how you doing, man? Doing real good. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Awesome. So, tell everyone first, just uh, kind of a little bit about your background, like where are you from, where'd you go to school, family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, right outside of Atlanta in the Marietta area. Um, came over to Birmingham. Uh, back in 95 to go to Sanford, um, graduated there undergrad, and then went straight from Sanford to Beeson, which is their seminary on campus. Um, senior year, met a girl. Um, so Funny it was really, I know, right? It was really convenient that I got to hang around because she was two years younger, uh, or I guess still is, uh, two years younger. So while she was finishing her undergrad, uh, I was at, I was at Beeson. So Kind of graduated around the same time and um, took a, a short journey to Orlando while uh, after Ann and I got married for her to get her master's in counseling in uh, at RTS in Orlando and then couldn't get back to Birmingham fast enough. She's from Nashville. I'm from Atlanta, so it's a great in-between um, and a lot of college friends, a lot of um, just a lot of connections here and just felt like home. Yeah, right. So... Okay, let's back up real quick. You went to, where did you get your undergrad degree at? At uh, Sanford. Sanford. And then yeah. from Sanford, you went to Beeson, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Did you do, because I went to Beeson as well, did you do the uh, mats or did you do an MDiv? I did MDiv, you, yeah. MDiv. So I did okay. I did MDiv. And, and I guess I, I took a couple of classes at RTS while Ann was down there. So I graduated from Beeson, but I, I basically took my last semester off from Beeson to take classes at RTS because they were free while Ann was enrolled. Right, yeah. So, so she went to RTS. So she went to RTS, and then I graduated from Beeson. Yeah, and now RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary, uh -huh. has a bunch of campuses, They right? do. They um, have several. Yeah. Uh, we went down to Orlando because I went down there to be part of a church plant um, that went sideways after a while. So I taught high school for a year. And, and Did you really? I hated it. Oh, wow. I was so bad at it. Uh, we actually have some really good friends that we have gotten to know here in town and she was in one of my classes the wife was <laughs> and uh it's just so funny like i want to just apologize for how for how terrible of a teacher i'm sure i was what did you teach uh bible so i taught uh, okay. for sophomores i taught worldviews and world religions and then for juniors i taught old and new testament uh survey so it was Amazing. it was great i mean i love the subject matter but i was going from like youth pastor guy to teacher guy yeah and it was such a different world uh it, it was it was not a good transition for me <laughs> uh so then i we we kid that ann walked across stage got her diploma and walked straight out the back door to the moving truck right we couldn't get back to birmingham oh, fast man. enough so awesome. so y'all moved back to birmingham what year 
Oh gosh, uh, I don't know that I'm so bad with the dates. Um, I mean, if I had to take a stab, I'd say 15 years ago. Okay, All something right. so like that. So y'all been here for a while. Yeah, right? yeah, we've yeah we've been back for a while. Yeah. Okay. And then, how many kids do you have? Uh, we have we're foster parents, so we have a full time placement now, which makes makes us have four kids. We have three biological, and then the foster kids. So okay. oldest is ten, twin boys that are eight, and then um, the the new guy that's uh, just turned four yesterday. Just turned four yesterday. Yeah. All right. So it's a fun house. Yeah, man. A lot of activity. Never a dull moment. Right? <laughs> Never a dull moment. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's, and we're going to get into a little later, just kind of like, uh, your business cause you're an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. And just how you kind of, you know, how the Lord kind of led you into that direction and, you know, just kind of what you feel called to there. Um, but first let's talk about just a little bit about like your fitness background. So growing up, like did you play any sports as a kid, anything like that? I did. So I, uh, played football and soccer growing up and loved the, the, the weight room atmosphere that came along with working out with those sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the music, the weights clanking, the conditioning, um, was in, was in really good shape up until the time we got married. I ended up having a pretty significant knee surgery about a month before we got married and then got married, went through several job transitions, um, started eating, really good home cooking uh and and things kind of went south from there and it's just been been a slow journey kind of getting back into things that I can maintain uh which is I think kind of the challenge when you get to be you know 30s and 40s when you're having kids and work requirements and everything's just pulling at you in so many directions Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to find something that you can maintain that you enjoy i got into biking for a while and loved it but on a long ride if we're going to go do a hundred mile ride from Aniston to Atlanta mm-hmm. you know I mean it's it's a whole day right and when we have three young kids at home back then it just wasn't practical so then I thought wow that's too much time so I'll get into running well running is kind of the same thing if you start training for a long race it, it takes up easily a half a day um, which I can usually only do on the weekend. So then that's time away from the family. So what I love about where I am now is it's, you know, I can, I can walk out my front door and then be back at my house in an hour. Yep. Um, it's planned out for me. It's functional. So I can, if I decide I want to go on a bike ride, I can still jump on the bike. If I decide I want to go for a jog, I can, uh, you know, run out the back door or I can play with kids in the pool or go chase down the kids playing football or soccer or whatever it is they're into at the time yeah that's what i've really enjoyed about kind of the crossfit um model of of working out yeah yeah so what kind of knee surgery did you have i've i have torn each acls three times so i've had six torn acls and they were all doing something different which is the weird thing soccer wrestling football somebody fell on the back of my leg at a Bible study I was at. Like the whole thing is just, every time it's something different, but it's it's not fun. I mean, so you've I'm, had a total of six, six torn ACLs. Six yeah. torn ACLs. Yeah. yeah. And he still does CrossFit, folks, so remember that. That's, yeah. I've never yeah. heard of that. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I, I go hard. 
<laughs> kind of everything is is 100% full bore. So. All in or all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did that, and then you say you kind of tried, you know, running, you tried uh -huh. biking, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and then you kind of got into the functional fitness just mm -hmm. space, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's really just, you know, you're looking at three, probably three to maybe five times, but probably three to four times a week, mm -hmm. right, for an That's hour, right? Mm -hmm. right? And you're doing that because it allows you to continue to do other stuff outside of the gym that you want to be able to do. I feel like I can do anything yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I was running, I couldn't have jumped on the bike. Right. Um, but I do. I feel like the functional fitness, it gives me the ability to keep up with my kids, whether they're doing baseball, football, soccer, basketball, whatever it is. But I can also still do the things that I enjoy. If I want to take a day off and or while the kids are at school, I want to have a morning where I just go ride mountain bike out at Oak Mountain. I, I, I'm able to do that because of where I am. Yeah, right. Um, so I was a member of a local uh, gym for, for a couple of years and uh, just really enjoyed, uh, kind of a CrossFit gym model, and, and really enjoyed it, enjoyed the accountability, enjoyed the camaraderie, enjoyed that high school weight room mm -hmm. kind of feel. Uh, and I don't mean that where it's the, you know, it, it, it's anything inappropriate or dirty. It's just, it's, you're not putting the headphones in your ears going into the gym and doing your thing while you're there. Yeah. Uh, so it's everybody kind of coming together and cheering each other on. And if you miss a week, people notice. And so they're going to reach out. And I just, I, I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's been I've been the most successful with that is probably I've been with anything. Yeah. And I understand what you're talking about, like with the high school thing, like just there was a aspect of just kind of like shared suffering and just yeah. the sense that, you know, you're coming in there, the other people are coming in there, you guys are going to work your tail off, but you're mm -hmm. going to do it together. And then, you know, it's not a, it's not like a typical global gym where you're going to come in, like you said, put your headphones in, not talk to anyone, figure out what you can do for the day, walk out. Mm -hmm. Right. It's one of those things where you're going to be like, Hey, you know, texting buddies or whatever it may be. Hey, y'all going to 5 AM tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. You know, who's going to be there. Who's not going to be, Oh, there's running tomorrow. We're not going, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and it's fun to compete against other people, but it not be a competition. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you're, you're encouraging them to do well, but you're also kind of glimpsing over to see yeah. how many reps they're getting to try to get yeah. one more. It's not that you want them to do bad. You just want yourself to do better. That's than right. Them, that's right? right. So that's what, that's what's always good about, about it. Um, healthy competition. And so, cool. So you've been now with Laminin for about a month or so, mm -hmm. right? And so you that's live right. in the area, yeah. right? That was a big uh, selling point, right? It I mean, was. It would be close to the gym, convenience. The, the gym that, that I was talking about earlier, uh, they closed down. Um, it feels like every gym in Birmingham <laughs> closed down recently, but... Uh, I saw an ad on Facebook, I believe, that you yeah. put out. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, I, when I Googled the address, I thought, my gosh, I can walk there. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, my car was in the shop, and I hopped on my bike and rode here. And I got here, uh, I think for like a 6 o'clock class, I got here in six minutes. Yeah, you can't be so. Now, it took me probably twice as long to get home <laughs> after the workout. But, yeah, so it, the, the, the proximity to home was a huge selling point. Um, as was the just being back in that CrossFit model. Yeah, right. So, so um, how have you seen? Um, oh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go into this. So, right now, what do you what do you do? Right, what's your job? Yeah, so I'm a realtor here in town. Um, I work for Remax Advantage and 
in 2000, January 2019, I started a, um, a, a team that I'm really excited about called the Pillar Group. So it's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, six, seven of us now, which is really exciting. It, it allows us to have the ability to make sure that all of our bases are covered. Mm -hmm. uh, if I go out of town, I'm not trying to find some random person from the office that can fill, fill in for me. It's someone who I know shares my belief system, I know has an investment in taking care of my clients. Um, so it's been, it's been really good. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. That's all. And so you did that. When did you say uh, January of 19? So January just, 19. yeah, we're coming up on a year. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun this year, kind of ironing out the details of that and, and, um, really seeing how it's going to work, but it, it's the people that we brought on aren't just people who are looking to be part of a team. We've been very selective in choosing mm -hmm. who we've chosen and it's all, it's all great folks that if I wasn't an agent, I would be more than happy to use right. as an agent. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been really good. Yeah. Excited about it. That's crazy that, um, you did that in January. Yeah. I bought this gym in January. Right. There you go. So yeah. All just right. Say we're coming up on, on a year. Yeah. In those, I didn't realize you, you bought it that, that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that yep. So it'd been good deal. It's been nine. Yeah. 10, 11 months, something uh -huh. like that. Uh, coming up on and so uh, yeah so talk to me about like what did that transition look like if you guys moved back to Birmingham 15 years ago or so right and up until that point you had been doing full-time ministry more or less yes right yeah how did that transition occur yeah it was it, it's kind of a kind of a uh, windy road I, I always always equate it to the to the illustration of a tapestry if you look at a tapestry you see the front and it's it's gorgeous and it's uh painstaking but beautiful but if you flip it over it's it's ugly and it's chaotic mm -hmm. and and that's really been um that's really been been the the story for so many years of of my profession up until um getting into real estate uh, about seven years ago uh i was a youth pastor for about nine years um had several different transitions for different reasons. Uh, and then uh, my wife and I uh, felt this very clear call that it was time to be out of the ministry, which mm -hmm. was a really odd calling mm -hmm. after being called into the ministry. But yeah. it was sort of a, a release from it. Um, and the Lord was preparing us for the next stage of life that he was, you know, that, that he was that he had in store for us, which was our infertility journey. Mm. So we went through infertility for several years and looking back, I understand that there wasn't a lot that I had left over where I could have given in terms of, of, of being in a ministry role at the time, because it was such a hard journey for us to go through. Mm. And so during that time I um, went into construction, which has always been something I've loved doing. We've, We've flipped houses and had rentals over the years, so the the real the real estate market and the construction market were always uh, kind of interests of ours of, of of mine, and so going from ministry to construction um, was a big big worldview change, yeah. big big change in in terms of the people that you're dealing with, the temperaments, the attitudes. So it, it was a it was a change, but I but I enjoyed the secularness of it. I, mm -hmm. I enjoyed the mission field. I enjoyed being able to um, 
to love on people and to care for people in an environment where they weren't used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, w- it, it weighed on me because you are the head link in a chain. And if any of the chain is weak, then you were the one that got the blame. So if I had a contractor that didn't show or a shipment that didn't show up or if the billing was wrong or any number of things, it was always, it always came back to me and I'm such a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feeler. I'm a sensitive guy. Uh, and so it, it just, it, it literally kept me up at night when, when people were, were upset with me. And so it, it was hard. Um, and so my wife kept telling me, you need to, you need to get your realtor license. You need to get into real estate. And I, it was so hard for me to fathom with three kids starting a new business, yeah. not just starting a new business, but starting a new career and a new business where I was having to put all the chips in on myself. Um, so with her encouragement, you know, we decided it's going to be a year or two that are going to be really hard, but let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we made that jump and, uh, the Lord just has really honored it. I think, I think my, my ministry experience combined with my construction experience has really uniquely, um, positioned me to be a, a, a realtor that is that has skill sets that hardly anybody else in town has. Yeah. Uh, so I can help people estimate what it's going to cost to do a kitchen. I can look at structural things and decide if it's something that we need to walk away from or if it's not that big of a deal. I can read through inspection reports and really navigate those with my clients. And so it's it's been a really good, uh, really good journey. And I have never enjoyed something that I've done professionally as much. And I don't think I've ever been as good at anything mm-hmm. that I am. So it's a really, it's, it's, it's really neat when the Lord can bring those things together. But yeah. it's been a, it's been a, um, it was a, it was a tough journey to get there, but um, one that we're really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it's like going through that transition. And I just wrote a blog post actually up on our website about like why I dropped out of seminary and bought a CrossFit gym. I saw that. Yeah. And so I, I know what it's like to have that, uh, I guess, just the weight of ministry just in general, like the responsibility that you mm-hmm. kind of bear in that. Right. Sure. And then, and it's a calling for sure. Like you feel called to it and that's what allows you to be able to bear that weight and to be yes. able to, you know, be able to, to want to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but then making that transition of trying to discern the Lord's calling is like, is the Lord really calling me out of this? Right. Like, is mm-hmm. he calling me out of full-time ministry? After calling me into right. it. Right. I'm so confused. Yeah. And then it's like, and how do I now find not purpose, but how, you know, how can I, uh, align just in my heart, you know, doing kingdom work now that's not full-time ministry, but now is secular, you mm-hmm. know, um, what was that? I mean, like, is there anything like what helped me out a ton mm-hmm. was Luther on vocation by Gustav Wingren, his, sure. uh, yeah, his translation of that uh-huh. just, you know, the Lord doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. Yeah. Right. That was huge for me in trying mm-hmm. to see the purpose and the point in what I was doing and that it was still kingdom work, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't directly related to ministry. Sure. Yeah, I think, um, so I went to a, a public high school outside of Atlanta and it was, I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. I loved the diversity of it. I loved all of the different um I love being involved in all the different teams where you're getting to meet all the different people. And the school was big enough where you didn't know everybody. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I go to Samford, and it's very much, it's, it's, it's very different. I mean, it's a small, private Christian school that I envision being this four-year-long youth camp mm-hmm. revival. Uh, and so I was, really, I was really excited about going, and then I got there, and what I realized, the, the big difference between my public high school and my private Christian college was that it was cool to be lukewarm in college. You didn't want to be the Jesus freak, but you didn't want to also be so far down the road that yeah. that people kind of cut you off. Well, in, co- in, in high school, it was different. It was There was hot and cold. Mm-hmm. The lukewarm was, it just wasn't there as much. So everybody knew where everybody stood. Everybody cared about each other. I mean, our football team was, uh, it, it was some of the best, best times that I've had. It, it was, we weren't, we didn't have any stars, but we all loved each other and would have, would have just enjoyed going to battle for each mm-hmm. other. So we ended up going, going to the Final Four in, in my senior year, and it's, it's still one of those kind of remember the Titan moments. I mean, it was just this epic season. It didn't, didn't end as good as that movie, <laughs> but, uh, but it was just a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, with such a different group of guys. Yeah. And then in college, it was just so, so different that I kind of wrestled with that. I, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy the atmosphere as much. So going into youth ministry felt like I was going to work with a bunch of people that went to Sanford. Yeah. And then coming back into the secular world and construction felt to me like going back to that high school mm-hmm. scenario where it was hot and cold and everybody knew what everybody else was about and everybody respected each other but there was still such an incredible opportunity to live differently and to be a light mm-hmm. um, and to let, let, you know, to preach the gospel when necessary, use words. It was, it was the opportunity to preach the gospel just by caring about people, acting differently, speaking differently. Yep. So I, so I, 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 I love it. I think I thrive in that more than, than I did when it was ministry. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've shared a lot of those same sentiments, like obviously going to seminary, it's not, um, that's a little different in the sense that, you know, you don't really have a lot of people in seminary who do not love the Lord. Let's just say that, right? Right. They all do. Um, but you're still surrounded in kind of like your bubble of Christians, right? Yes. Like where everyone kind of speaks the same language. And very everyone, heady. Yeah. Right. All yep. that kind of stuff. And for me, I found a lot of joy because when I first became a Christian, I was to coach at a CrossFit gym. And I love that fact of just being able to impact people like right mm-hmm. where they were. Mm-hmm. Like people didn't, you know, so many people there didn't go to church, didn't know Jesus, anything, didn't act like they did either, uh-huh. right? They weren't kind of like putting on a face. Right. And I got out of that for a while and then getting back into it was just, it was, it was a breath of fresh air, right? For people to know what I believe in stand up for, for me to know what they believe and what they stand up for, have mutual respect for one another and being able to just recognize, hey, the Lord's given me a platform and a responsibility and like the way I do my business, the mm-hmm. way I conduct myself around people is that representation of the gospel. And what a cool opportunity it is to have the opportunity to see those people so many times right. during the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you don't really find many places other than a gym, mm-hmm. right? Where people are going to go to like five days a week, right? Right. For an hour where you're going to see them. Like, sure. I mean, there's just really not that many places like that. Even mm-hmm. people who are in, you know, very involved in their church, they go on Sunday, they may do a small group throughout the week. That's two times out of the week. Right. right? But at a gym, you've just got so many opportunities. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
and but again, it's not one of those things where like anyone who comes to our gym, they don't ever feel like we're trying to push Jesus down their throat, right? Like no. they would have to be here for a probably a while to even realize, you know, where we stand on that and what we believe. We just try to love people who come through the door. That's right. You know? Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, so how has just in general, you know, how do you view just that role as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and for, you know, the Lord calling you to that, all that kind of stuff. And I guess really what I'm trying to get at is just, you know, how do you kind of measure and define your success as an entrepreneur, right? Like what is George's calling in terms of being in real estate and just the Lord calling? Sure. No, I, I think it, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it requires us to use a different standard for gauging our success. Mm, yeah. Our success isn't what the checkbook reads, yeah. but the hope is that you treat people well enough and they know that you care about them as a person and not just making the paycheck. And in doing so, they then tell people about you, mm-hmm. which then affects the, the checking account. Um, and, and that's been, that's been the case is that, you know, that there's, there's very few people who are able to just do real estate their first year mm-hmm. doing real estate. Uh, and the Lord honored our business and honored our efforts and honored the way that we care about people um, so that within a few months of going into real estate, I was able to quit my other full-time job yeah. doing construction and, and focus on it full-time. And uh, every year has been better since, you know, than the year, year before. So I don't think that that's because um, we're, we're trying to push houses. Yeah. I don't think that's because we're trying to get people in something. I think that's because we love people and we care about them, and so we're trying to get them in the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a had a client about a year ago call me about one of my listings. Uh, so I'd never met them. They called me and asked me about my listing, and, and I told them very frankly, I said, I, I just don't think this is the house for you because it sounds like what y'all are needing is, is something else or something that this house can't offer. And they called me back two days later and said, because you were so honest with us, and you weren't trying to push us into something, then we want for you to list our house mm. and help us find the right house. Yeah. Uh, and then the first time we met, they got there a few minutes late. I walked through the house where they got there and I met them out in the driveway and I said, y'all are welcome to come through this, but this too is not the house for you. And they were floored because I'm not trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. In fact, it, it, it may mean that I don't get a paycheck, mm-hmm. but I'm caring about them on an individual level and caring about them and their needs. And so they have, we did sell their house, they did find another house, and they have sent me several referrals in the past. So it's just an example of when you take care of people, the Lord honors that, and things tend to kind of take care of themselves. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't think, I think it has to be very intentionally um, for the Lord, um, for His glory, and uh, in, in the reason why we care for people. Yeah. Um, I always, my, my daughter's a, a fifth grade student at Dolly Ridge Elementary and, and they have given them out recorders for some class project, like the little flute recorder mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and so she has been playing the thing nonstop since she got it. And every time I hear it, the verse that, that comes to mind is that, you know, with, without love, we are just a mm-hmm. resounding gong. And there's nothing worse than just hearing something that is making noise for the sake of making noise. Mm-hmm. And if, if we walk through life and are not loving people intentionally, if our goal is not to love people, then we are 
that gong that is just incessantly annoying and frustrating and nobody wants to be around. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But with the motive to love people, um, then everything, I think, just falls into place. And falls into place can look different. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we're going to be wildly successful financially. It doesn't mean that we're going to shoot. It may not mean we have three meals on the table every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it means is that we are living to our potential of honoring the Lord, which is what he has created us to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we share the same beliefs just as a gym, you know, our, we help first, right? Yeah. Like that's what we yeah. try to do. We try to help people first by just loving on them and caring on them. And sometimes that does mean that we don't have a member. Like if I have someone come in here for me and they say, Hey, my goals are, you know, um, I don't know, whatever it may be something that doesn't align with what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I have to tell them, hey, you know, I don't really think this is the place for you, but I've got a name of someone who I think could really help you out. You know, yeah. so here you go. Why don't you go try them? I'll be happy to give them a call for you and see mm-hmm. if it works. And you know, that's just that's me not wanting to push a product on them that's not going to meet their goals and not going to help them. Right? Yeah. So well, and and you and I, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember our initial uh, meeting down at Cafe Is, but I had some concerns just because I was, again, six six torn ACLs. I was just coming off a pretty serious shoulder surgery. Um, and so I just wasn't sure if, if I was going to be able to be at the level that the gym had, especially when, when when I came in for one of the open workouts (laughs) and I felt like a fish out of water. Um, and and so you and I had that conversation. You said, you know, I I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's going to be the place for you, but if not, then that's okay. Yeah. And and I felt and it was it was a relief for for you to not have to try to push it on me. In other words, come take a look at it and I think you're going to find that it's going to be what you're looking for, but if it's not, that's fine. It was great to meet you. Um and and I wish you well. Yeah. And yeah, for those of you who don't aren't very uh I guess familiar we have some very fit people here uh in the afternoons that that come in and, and they um, were all there that day yeah, i walked in yeah which uh george is not a slouch by any means no, george uh, is a slouch. no but we just have we also do have quite it's so funny <laughs> we have quite a bit of people who are you know just we have kind of two demographics we have the demographic that came with us from our move who are people who are looking to go to the crossfit games and get you know super fit and then we have a bunch of people who are you know i fall in this category now as well like you know have a lot on their plate a lot of pulling you know just in different directions and hey i need to get in and work out for an hour three to five times a week and do the absolute best that i can you know um and so it's just kind of two separate splits so but i would say this about that it, it, it speaks to two different things that jake does really well first of all the programming so that the people who legitimately are trying to qualify for the games can come in and be challenged and then a slouch like me can come in and be challenged as well but also not just not just the 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 workout, but also the community. Mm-hmm. It, it's no problem for the guys that are that are ridiculously in shape to be working with with mid forty year old guys slouches like me that are. I mean, the CrossFit games are, are something that I I don't even know if my TV gets it. <laughs> uh, so I'm so far from that. But uh, but because of the the programming, the workouts, but also the community you can work out side by side with someone who's on a completely different fitness level and not feel intimidated, not feel like you're not a part, not feel like you're not welcome. It's, 
I, I just it, it's it's been a it's been a great experience for the last month, and I'm I'm sure it'll it will be going forward. Yeah, and I think that just says I think that you need to have, I think any successful CrossFit gym has both of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I think people who <clears throat> are just say general population people trying to work out three to five times a week for health, wellness, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? It definitely there's an aspect in which it definitely does help to have people who are you know really fit in that same class because as long as you're not intimidated by it and as long as there are good people who like make the camaraderie fun That's you know right. aren't trying to walk with their nose in the air like they're better than everyone you see what they're doing and it makes you want to do more mm-hmm. like it makes you want to push yourself a little bit more probably than you would want to go it does right? yeah and then in addition to that though as well you know those all these young bucks out here who are who are working out, you know, for hours on end every day. Uh, there's going to come a time where they're not doing that anymore, and they're going to need to realize, well, you know, I can just come in three to five times a week and work out and still have really good fitness mm-hmm. and still maintain really good health while I'm trying to start a family and you know, grow in my career and all that kind of stuff. And then you have other people who are there to kind of be like, yeah, man, like, join in. We've just been waiting, you know. Yeah. For, past few years uh, for you guys to catch on so I was yeah. talking to a good friend of mine who's a coach at the high school recently and I told him he said he's kind of one of these guys that that takes big bites mm-hmm. you know everything he does it's going to be 100 percent. and I told him I, what I love about coming in here is that it's already planned for you and once you work out like when that when that 30 minute timer whatever that workout time was for when that buzzer goes off you don't have a whole lot left in the tank mm-hmm. so y- you are there's not a lot else you're going to do. So the time requirements, you could always, I'm sure, supplement by some different stuff, but you don't feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, I was sharing with him about how I think it would be so great for him to be a part of and hopefully going to try to get him in here one yeah. morning. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it, it really is when you, it, it's, just a, it's just a great, great model for fitness, yeah. I think, in, in so many ways. Yeah, for sure. Well, George, um, Man, if someone wanted to find out more information about mm-hmm. hiring you as a realtor, mm-hmm. right, or just how, kind of maybe in the market for looking for a new house or something like that, yeah. how can they yeah. contact you? Yeah, so our website's georgelawton.com. Um, then it, we have the, you can also look up Pillar Group BHAM, uh, which is our, our group website. Um, you can email me at georgereagent at gmail.com or call me at 205-907-8595. Yeah. And you guys serve what part, like all of Birmingham, surrounding areas, what kind of... Yeah. yeah. So we're, we, we specialize in, I'd call it the over-the-mountain area. So Homewood to Alabaster, Trustful to McCalla. Right. Okay. So it's a pretty big window, but... Mm-hmm. Between the seven of us, we have a lot of expertise in any of those areas. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, you are looking for, for someone to help you with that. I know me and Lauren, we look for one. It'll be a few years from now. But uh, when, we, <laughs> we'll we, be here. when we look for one, yeah, George will definitely be the guy that we call. So you guys reach out to him. But, George, thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, really, thank you for having me. I appreciate me. it. It's been a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, we're going to call it there. Um, hope everyone has safe travels over Thanksgiving, if that's when this is coming out. If not, hope everyone has a happy holiday. and. Uh, Yeah, Lamb, Fram, and Friends out. And talk to you guys next time.